praise, church. He's worthy of our praise. All right. I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me real quickly to 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. God's a good God. Amen. Amen. As we remain standing, we're going to read out of 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. If you have, if you are a first-time attender, you're a first-time attender, never been here before, and you filled out one of those prayer cards, we want to go ahead and take them up real quick. We want, we want to take them up so we can be praying for you through this service. If you'll hold them up real high, just hold them up right where you are. Never been here before. This is your first time at Temple. We've got some right here in the middle, all the way in the back, down here in the front. All right, right there. Make sure we get all of them. Anybody else? Nobody grabs it, just throw it at somebody. Amen. We'll, we'll get it one way or the church. Let's give them a hand for being here today. Amen. 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 Just a couple quick announcements before we begin this morning. Uh, you see me, I'm wearing my, my, my Got Friends shirt. This is, we're promoting, uh, we're promoting our, our friend day coming up. And uh, we want you to make sure, be inviting every, how many of y'all got a friend? How many of y'all need a friend? Amen. Well, I'll leave that right there. Amen? Look, everybody in this room, I don't care who you are, everybody, you know seven people. Statistics say, experts say, everybody knows or has influence over seven people. You say, I don't know seven people. Check your phone out and look in the, in the context. You know seven million. Say amen. Seven people. And experts say this. If you were to invite all seven of your friends, five of them would come if you had just invited them. 80% would come, and all you got to do is invite them. So how many friends do you have? Come on. How many would come if you asked them? So how many are you going to ask? Seven, amen. I did that in the early service, and they said, five. No, no, you missed it. Ask them all, amen. Ask them, invite them to come and be a part of Temple Baptist Church. Everybody look around. Look to the side. Look this side. All right, look to the back. Look around, look around, look around. This place is full, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great, but that's a problem because, listen, first-time attenders and new people, we don't like getting all crowded up, do we? I mean, we just, we just rather have our space, and, uh, but we will go, and we're temple people. We'll go and let people sit on our lap to go to church because we like Jesus. Say amen right there. We'll do whatever it takes, but we need some more room. And one way we're doing this, we, we got an estimate. We got an estimate back to turn the building this week. And uh, I, I, I had to buy an extra bottle of Pepto. I'm telling you, it just it should, $1.6 million just to, turn, just to turn this building over. And uh, needless to say, we're getting more estimates, amen? And, and we're working on some stuff. But one thing we can do to kind of ease, the, uh, uh, ease the, uh, the crowding problem, we have started a service, or we're going to start uh, uh, coming up down in the lower building down there. It's going to be everything that's up here. We're going to do it on video. Uh, they're going to have their own uh, 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 singers and everything. Am I right? Praise team down there. Uh, to a point, shake your head yes. All right. Uh, everything on video. The, the video screen is incredible. And I want you to be praying about this. This is for our people. This is for temple people to be willing to volunteer at least one Sunday a month to, to go to church down there. It's incredible. I'm telling you, you will enjoy it. You will like it. But at least pray about it. You say, why should I do that? Because one seat that you give up could have a lost person sit in it that trusts Christ that Sunday that you give your, your seat. Isn't that a great sacrifice to make? So somebody can be saved. So be praying about that. We'll have more information about that coming up. And God willing, we'll, we'll do what we can to keep on reaching people. All right? Church, say amen. 
Now, I want you to look in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 first. Let's go back to 5, verse 17. Let's start there, and then we'll come back to verse chapter 6. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter number four or 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, in other words, if he has trusted Christ as a Savior, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All right, now let's look in chapter 6, verse 14. Chapter 6, verse 14. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord? In other words, there means where we get our English word symphony from. In other words, we are in harmony together, singing the same song in the same way. Uh, what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now watch what he says. Here's a requirement. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now, chapter 7, verse 1 goes with these few verses. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your mercy. Thank you for being good to us today. God, we love you. We don't deserve you, but we are thankful for you. I pray as we talk about this important doctrine of separation, I pray that your will be done today. We love you, we thank you, and we glorify your name in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Uh, this topic, this topic that we're going to talk about today uh, is sometimes in many, many, many churches, it's misrepresented and it's mispresented. Uh, uh, a lot of times, a lot of times we get carried away with stuff and, and take stuff further than it needs to go or, or take stuff further than God intended it for, to go. And this is one of those topics, the topic of separation. Now, I believe, I believe in separation. Say that word with me. Come on, everybody. Say it with me. Separation. What is it? What's it all about? Why does God expect it and require separation out of his children and out of his people? Uh, here we are, we have, let me, let me give you the extremes that people go to. Uh, there are some churches, there are some churches that have so many rules and so many uh, regulations and they've got so many laws and they've got uh, so many opinions and they're so separated they become isolated. And here's what happens. If you don't comb your hair just like they do, if you don't, if you don't talk just like they do, if you don't do everything exactly just like they do, then, that, then you can't fellowship with them. You can't be a part of them. And they think you're not right with God. Isn't that a hoot? I mean, they think they're more holy. They think they're more righteous because uh, they've got more rules than Jesus. And, and, and here we are. And here's what happens. Them type people get prideful. And when they get prideful, they get arrogant. And when they get arrogant, they get mean. Now, now here we are over here. Uh, we're, we're so separated, we're isolated. I mean, nobody can even live up to our own standards. They can't even get along with themselves. But then we have another crowd that goes so far away to the other extreme because they don't like that crowd. They think that crowd is mean. They think that crowd is arrogant. They think that, and they are. But because they are that way, 
they go so far this way that they live in an, just in a way that anything goes. Just anything goes. Just whatever, be whatever, do whatever. Now, both are wrong. Both are wrong. Now, what's the deal? I want, I want to describe Jesus to you. I'm going to take two verses, two verses out of the Bible, to describe the way Jesus was. How many of y'all believe a Christian ought to be like Jesus is? I do, amen. I mean, if he's our example. He is, he is our mentor. He's the one we're supposed to be emulating our life after him. Now watch the way that they describe Jesus. In, in Hebrews chapter number 7, verse 26, it says, For such a high priest became us, this is talking about Jesus, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. Y'all get that? Holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from from sinners. In other words, he conducted his life in such a way that he was holy and everybody knew he was holy. He was separate from sinners. He had he had guidelines in his life. He had boundaries in his life and he was separate from sinners. But watch what else. In John chapter number 7 verse 34, or excuse me, Luke 7 verse 34, the Bible says they called Jesus a friend of publicans and sinners. What are you saying? He was able to be separate from sinners, yet still be a friend to sinners. That, my friend, is balance. And that is what the church needs to be. Listen, this, this world needs to know that there is a group of people that loves them no matter what they are, no matter who they are, no matter what they do, that we love them and we care about them and we want to help them and we want to bless them, but we need to understand and they need to understand that we are not like the world. We're not going to act like the world. We're not going to be like the world. We're not going to look like the world because we are a separated church. Say amen. But we've got to love them. We've got it's kind of like it's kind of like this. The doctor, the doctor has to practice contact without contamination. Say that with me. Contact without contamination. Everybody say it. How are we going to reach the world if we're not out there with them? How how are we going to reach the world if we don't don't go to them? Now here's the deal. Three things I want you to get. Real quick, short things. Real quickly today, I want you to write this down. Number one, I want you to see the requirements that are given. The requirements that are given. He says, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I believe that teaches very clearly. I believe that teaches very clearly that Christians should not marry unsaved people. I don't believe, I don't believe Christians should date unsaved people. Because when you date, you get attached. And when you get attached, you get married. And what happens is, before long, even though you know that y'all have differences, even though you know that there's issues, you can't help it anymore, and you do what you know you're not supposed to do anyway. Don't be attached. Don't be connected. He says, don't be yoked up. I believe it also teaches that Christians should not be in close partnerships with lost people. And I'll explain that in a minute. But it says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And in verse 17, it says this, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate. What does that mean? Here we are. Here we are in the world. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people. Now, now here's the deal. Here's the deal. The Bible calls the church. The Bible calls the church the ecclesia. Or ecclesia, however you want to call it. It's the, the, the Greek word, which means called out. Say that with me. It means, come on, say it with me. It means, 
So here God is, here God is looking at mankind, and he is saying, come unto me, all ye that labor, and they're heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He's saying, come unto me, ye that are hungry, because I am the bread of life. Come unto me, all ye that are thirsty, I am the living water. Come unto me, ye that are dead, and your trespasses in and sin, because I am the resurrection and the life. Whosoever will, let him come. Say amen. So we are called out, and here we are in this world. We gotta, we're in, in the world, in the culture, in the world we're in, and we, we hear the call, and we're called out. We are saved. We hear the word. We trust the word. We believe the word, and now we're saved, and we're part of the body of Christ. Y'all with me? Now he says this. Since you are called out, say it with me, since you are then Come out. Since I have called you out, it is your job to see called out is about salvation. Coming out is about sanctification. In other words, I'm going to separate myself from what I used to be. Because I am a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And because I am called out, I'm coming out. And it says this, come out and be ye separate. That word separate means this. It means to place boundaries. That's real simple. It's not really complicated. What does it mean to be separate? In other words, now I have boundaries in my life. Now I have, I have boundaries in my life. I'm going to protect myself. There's going to be places I'm not going to go anymore. There's going to be things I'm not going to do anymore. There's going to be places I'm not going to see anymore. There's going to be things that I'm not going to get myself involved anymore. Why? Because I have been called out and I am coming out and I'm not going to be what I used to be. I'm not going to act like I used to act. I'm not going to live like I used to live. So I'm going to set some boundaries. Say, is it very important to set boundaries? It is absolutely critical if you are a child of God to set boundaries in your life. Because if you don't set boundaries in your life, you're going to go past everything you want to be. I can't tell you how many Christians that I've seen got saved. Got saved, but they never came out. So, oh, they didn't get saved. They got saved. But they never separated themselves from influences in their life, and they go to talking like they used to. They go to acting like they used to. They go to behaving like. They were saved. They were born again. And they wanted everything that was right. And they wanted everything that was godly. But yet they still hung around the same crowd. They still hung around the same influences. They didn't come out. They didn't cleanse their house and get stuff out of there that didn't need to be. And guess what? They went back and started acting the way they used to. Well, I tell you what. I wouldn't ever do that. Be careful. Be careful. You that got influenced by, by good people and you surrounded yourself by good people and those good influences around you, that's what's kept you the way you are. And guess what? You can not be around them anymore and go hang back out in the world and spend a lot of time in the world and just spend all your time in the world, never get around God's people, never get around God's word. And guess what you're going to do? I know you think you're all good and all that, but you're just like everybody else. We all have potential because we're still living in the flesh. That's why God says, come out. Come out. Are y'all with me? I know we're getting somewhere. Amen. This is so important for baby Christians to get. We're coming out of revival. Separation is so important. 
If you want to be strong as a Christian, you've got to learn to separate yourself. If you want to have the favor of God, you've got to learn to separate yourself. All right? This is the requirement. This is the requirement. He says, come out and separate or set up boundaries. Set up boundaries. Now, here's the deal. I want you to give the reasoning. The reasoning he gives. Look what he says. Look what he says. He gave you requirements. You know, God says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen? Jesus prayed to the Father in John 17. He said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Guess what? When you got saved, that means now you're out of this world. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm out of this world. My wife said, I knew that a long time ago, amen. You're not of this world anymore. You're different. How many of y'all have ever been to a foreign country? Foreign country. I went to Guadalajara, Mexico one time. And we went down to, uh, uh, the, down to the major part of the city, the marketplace in downtown Guadalajara. And, uh, and, 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 ooh, I didn't understand what they're saying. I was in a different world. Totally different world. They was acting different. They was dressing different. They was talking different. And they was sure eating different. They had raw meat hanging in the market. God help us. Not a McDonald's nowhere. Say amen. I was in a different Guess what? The moment you get saved, you become a citizen of heaven. And now you're in a different When you go out there, they just don't talk right. They just don't act right. They just, it's just different. I remember, I remember the first time I went to a party. You know, one of them parties. I never, and, and actually, dad and mom's over here, and I really should have waited to the third service to tell this one. Amen. <laughs> I remember when I graduated high school. I, I, I grew up very, very, you know, conservative, strict, and all that, and I didn't do all that stuff. I mean, I, I just never had. And I remember when I graduated, the night I graduated, the night I, Eric, I'm talking about the night I, I was, I'm graduating now. I can go where I want to go. I, you know, and here we are, and my buddy's, hey, they're having a party over here. I'd never been one of them before. I'd always heard about it, seen about it, and I thought, yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm going to be cool. Come in, there was cars everywhere. We heard the music four blocks before we got there. We come in there, they was drinking, they was doing stuff, and buddy, I had a knot in my stomach. I'm telling you, what, I felt sick to my stomach. I'm walking around trying to look cool, trying my best not to throw up. I felt so uncomfortable. You know why? I'm, it's a different world. It's a different world. You see, I'm not of that world anymore. I'm not of that. That's not me. That's not who I am. That's not my citizenship. So I come out from that. I come out from that. Now, here's the deal. Why do we do that? Why does he say, be not, uh, un- it says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers? It gives an illustration of a yoke. In the Old Testament, God commanded the people, it says, don't hook up an oxen and an ass together. Why? One is stubborn and lazy. The other is hardworking. And, and listen, it will, it will persevere and is obedient. Now, if you put one with the other, we're going to have major problems. Because they have two different natures. Y'all with me? 
One has a nature to do one thing, and the other has a nature to do the other. And when you're here locked together in a yoke, this one's wanting to act one way, this one's wanting to act another way, and you're never going to get anything done, and it's going to be frustrating, and it's going to be torture to them animals. And what God is saying, if you get locked up and hooked up and yoked up with an unbeliever, and you're trying to live right and serve God, and that person doesn't care nothing about God, you're going to have problems every day of your life. What, what, what do we have in common? We have nothing in common. There's nothing together. What commonality? What did he say? With light and darkness, with good and evil. Hey, we're different. Come out. You're called out. You're the church. You're different now. Now, here's the deal. We're supposed to be salt and light, right? Salt and light. Salt makes you thirsty. In other words, what we have and what we are should make lost people People that don't know Jesus, we should, what we do should make them want what we have. We're salt. Salt makes you thirsty, right? But what if everything you are is the same as what they are? And the, the life you live, your behavior, your apparel, everything about you is just like theirs. Why would they want what you have? Separate. Different. Now, this don't mean you got to walk around and look ugly. That's not what that means. Some people are just taking this to extreme that you got to, you know, walk around and look like a goober and that makes you holy. That just makes you ugly. Amen? There's a difference between looking attractive and looking provocative. Hello? Some people think unless they got a tie on and a long sleeve shirt, then they're not holy. No, you're just hot. Amen? That's all you are. It, it don't have nothing to do with that. I can be just as holy standing here with a guy friend's t-shirt as you can with a three-piece suit. Holiness has nothing to do with nothing. Are y'all with me? Now, here's the deal. Separate. We're, we're getting so far today. Amen. The requirements. Then the reasoning. He said, look, we're called out. We're different. We're, we're children of the king. But then, this is the cool part. This is the one I really like. I really enjoyed this one. It's helped me. Because every all my life, I mean, evangelists would come into church and they'd preach on separation and they'd do it so mean and hateful and pride and arrogant and it just just it makes you just anyhow we don't want to be that way that's not the motivation that's not the motivation we want to use uh, just to, to bow breed and put people in a guilt trip uh, for for looking or being or, or having uh, you know that's not separated from the world this is why we need to separate God says this he said I will be your God and you will be my people he said come out from among them and be ye separate. Watch this right here. This is so good. Verse 17. This is the reward of separation. We saw the requirement, the reasoning, but then I want you to see the reward. John, or, uh, 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 verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. What does that mean? The word receive here, the Greek word for the word receive here, it's our English word receive. It means to place favor on. Did y'all get that? To have the favor of. What do you mean? What do you mean? God don't play favorites. Yeah, he do. No, 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 no. No, the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. I didn't say that. God respects everybody the same. He does. God is no respecter of persons. He is not. He is no respecter of persons, but he do have his favorites. 
I respect all the ladies in here, but I got one favorite. Y'all with me? Watch this. You got to get this. This is the most important illustration. Get this. Focus. Put everything down and don't take no more notes. Focus, 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 focus. Right here. Right here. Watch. I had a wedding yesterday. I had a wedding yesterday. It was so funny. It was so funny because usually uh, 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 they all, uh, you know, the, the, the bride and groom, they all snuggling everything all up here. Not yesterday. He was here and she's way over there. And I, I, I said, let's get together here. And they started giggling, laughing. And this is, this is what they had to say. This is what they had to say. Forsaking all others, keeping thee only unto her as long as you both shall live. Do you do that? He said, I do. All right, I asked her, are you willing to forsake all others and keep yourself only unto him? As long as you both shall live, I do. Guess what? Yesterday, while I was while I was doing that wedding, and I was at home reading over this, man, God just clicked in my head what this is all about. We always hear the negative aspects of separation. Don't be like the world. Don't talk. You know. Don't 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 drink. Don't smoke. Don't uh, uh, chew. And don't run with those who do. And dress right. And talk right. And spit white. And all you know. I, I, all that stuff. But there is a reason. And there is something that we're missing out of this deal. God does not want us just to separate from. He is wanting us to separate to. He wants you to come out from them so you can snuggle up to Him. Watch this. There was a time in my life when I had a lot of friends had a lot of friends but then I met one that I wanted to be more than friends y'all with me now there are blessings having friends and there's 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 blessings in having friendships but not like no sir like having the one. Listen, friendships are great. But my marriage with my bride is incredible. Now, there are benefits of friendships. But there is great benefits. Are y'all getting this? Now, my wife ain't in here now, so I can say what I want to say. She's over there and just a nervous wreck in that first day. Oh, God, what's he finna say? Do you realize that I could not have the benefits of an intimate relationship and a close relationship and a great relationship with my wife until I made the choice and the commitment to forsake? Now, if I want that, I got to do this. But until I forsake all others, I will never be able to enjoy the benefit of that personal, close relationship, that intimate relationship with the one that I committed myself to. What's the point? God says you can't have a close 
fellowship and relationship with me as long as you're still trying to run around with all these. And here's the point. We are called out. Not just so we can say we don't act like them no more. Not just so we can say that we don't look like them no more. Not, but that's what most, most Baptists do. They're so prideful and they're just so proud of the fact that they don't look like them. They forgot that they were supposed to come to somebody, not just come away from somebody. Because God's not arrogant and God's humble and God is me. And listen, if they had his attitude, they wouldn't be acting the way they acted. But what's the point? Why should we come out? Because the Bible says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And if we say that we fellowship with him but walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we will walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with him. Are y'all with me? Separation is much more than looking right. Separation is much more than talking right. Separation means that I'm going to come out from what I used to be. I'm going to come out from what I was so I can enjoy the favor of God. I can enjoy the blessings of God. I can enjoy walking and having fellowship with God because I'm not what I used to be. Somebody say amen. Y'all with me? Now how many of y'all want all the blessings of God that he has for you? I'm I'm just kind of selfish that way. I want them all. But some of y'all are not going to get it because you're not willing to come out. I tell you, I got this over here in my life. I know I'm supposed to do what they want. Well, quit belly aching about the way your life is. If you're not willing to do something about it, quit whining. I'll tell you what, I wish I had more. I wish. Have you come out? Have you totally sold out and said, Lord, it's, it, I'm, I'm putting my past behind me. I'm going to come out from all of those influences that keep me from being close to you, and I'm going to pursue you with all my heart and all my might. I'm, I'm forsaking all others, keeping myself only unto you as long as I shall live. Lord, will you? Because you won't ever get the blessings and the favor till you do that. I'm not saying this so y'all can all look churchy when you get here. I want you to have the favor of God. My wife gets stuff for me. None of y'all going to get. If I get, I get a little extra money, I want her to have some. I want her to have blessings for me. Y'all not going to get that. Are y'all with me? How about, how, about, how about Ruth? Ruth was out there in the field. She was picking and plucking all day trying to get scraps, working hard, and she got a little bit. But according to the book, when she presented herself to him, in other words, presented herself for a closer relationship, she held out her veil and he took that grain, and this is what it says, verbatim, King James, this is what it says, and he laid it on her. Say amen. And when she's out there gleaning in the field, working hard from daylight to dark, she got a little bit. But boy, when she just came and said, I want to be close. I want to be yours. I want to be all yours. She said, I tell y'all what, I don't want just a field. I want it all. Because when she married him, she got it all. Some of y- y'all, y'all ain't getting it. Some of y'all are settling for the scraps in life when God says, I want to give it all. Now, in order to get it all, are you willing to come out? 
Are you willing to separate yourself from the influences of the past? Are you willing to get the stuff out of your house? See, some of y'all need to go clean out the video cabinet. Some of y'all need to go take the, the computer and throw it in the yard. Some of y'all need to go have a yard. No, I don't have a yard sale. Somebody else will be wearing it. Burn it or something. And say, God, it's all about you. I'm putting you first. I want you in my life. I want, I want everything. I don't want anything to influence me from keeping my walk with you from what it is. And God says, I will receive you. In other words, you're going to have my divine favor. I don't know about y'all, but in the world we live in today, in the economy we live in today, I need all the favor I can get. Amen? Church, say amen. Father, help